Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Jonathan June. And of course, I got my guy, my co-host with me, Greg Penniman. Greg, what's good, man? What's going on? Um, just uh, excited about the week that just passed. Um, excited for these Thanksgiving games. You know, we get we get three special uh, games on, on, on Thanksgiving Day. Um, look forward to week 12 or again, getting closer and closer to that playoff positioning. Um, but yeah, it was just a, definitely a exciting week 11. Finished well with that Sunday night game for sure. Oh, man, it was definitely a fantastic week 11, uh, depending on what side you were on. Uh, yeah, yeah. There were haymakers being thrown left and right, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, hopefully you didn't catch any strays. But, Greg, you mentioned Thanksgiving's coming up. We got Thanksgiving games. We got, the, the you know, obviously our breakdown. And so as we do here on the Fantasy Football Diagnostics podcast, as we've done in recent years, we are going to break down every single game in one episode. You don't have to eat it all in one sitting, though, <laughs> right? You could take some of it on Thursday or take some of it ahead of the Thursday games, and then you could, you know, finish the rest, you know, some leftovers on Saturday and Sunday. Love, love, love the Thanksgiving metaphors right here. Love <laughs> <laughs> so uh, definitely, you know, look forward to that. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Greg, Greg and I obviously have to bring a lot of energy for that show because it's going to be a doozy. Yes, sir. Thinking about names, I mean, just throwing it out there, the Spodiote Dopa show, I don't know. I just, a little <laughs> outcast reference. Uh, it's one of my favorite songs, but mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll uh, discuss it with production and see what they think. But week 11, the week that was, got to break it down. The studs, the jags, got to break down the injuries, the waiver wire report. And starting with the quarterback position and starting with the guy who has a place on the wall. I called him out last week on just, I don't even want to call it last week. It was like Saturday morning. I called him out. And um, my man decided, he, he said he wanted to shut me up. And so he, he put up a game for possibly the ages one of the best games of his young career of course i'm talking about justin herbert against the pittsburgh steelers my man was 30 of 41 382 passing yards three touchdowns did have one interception that's not the stat line the stat line that sticks out here on top of the 382 (laughs) passing yards is the nine rush attempts for 90 Rushing yards. My man looked like a gazelle. Justin Herbert, 34.28 PPR points in standard quarterback scoring. Greg, what were your thoughts here on the performance by Justin Herbert? Yeah, I watched the uh, majority of this game, just a, a lot of the Herb. And he, this man was taking off with confidence. Every time he saw an opening, he saw 
Chris Collinhurst was talking about that man coverage. Once he saw it, he was taking off uh, any third downs. He took off nine rushes for 90 yards. Those were all just Justin Herbert deciding to do that himself, uh, and that's that's awesome. And he could just continue to put that in this game. It's going to be a problem for for his ceiling. Uh, we already know his ceiling is just high because he gets he's so accurate down the field. But yeah, this is a classic Herbert performance we would like to see from him. Like we think we see the potential every week from this man. So uh, yeah, this is a great performance from him. Yeah, Herbert was um, definitely on one yesterday. I mean, first off, just what, what he was doing with his arm. I mean, let's not even forget. He, my man threw for 382 yards. It was over nine yards per attempt with just his arm, just like throwing strikes. Yep. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about Crazy. Keenan Allen a little bit later, but that that relationship yesterday was on one, even saw Mike, even got to see Mike Williams make a big play. Uh, I mean, Justin Herbert was fantastic. And like you said, what he was doing with his legs, just making it happen. Uh, there was even a, a, another run, a long run that was called back due to a hold. Uh, I think it was a touchdown run uh, or something close to it that was called back um, essentially. But yeah, he was definitely all one, a performance for uh, the ages there for Justin Herbert. Um, let's move on to this next performance here, the QB two on the week. That would be Aaron Rodgers, 23 of 33, 385 passing yards, four touchdowns, two rush attempts for 21 yards. That's good for 33 and a half standard quarterbacks points. Greg, what were your thoughts here of Aaron Rodgers? Hey man, this is, this is Aaron Rodgers doing this on a bad toe and just a <clears throat> bad toe is just, that's a really painful injury. Uh, just, you can't oversight like over or overvalue that. Like so, um, kudos to him for for getting it done. Uh, Three hundred eighty-five yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, it's, this is awesome from Aaron Rodgers. Hopefully, I mean it's a tough loss, but uh, just good to see him back. Hopefully, he can you know you know play through it next week. Yeah, definitely. Aaron Rodgers was was definitely on one uh, here against a Minnesota team and Minnesota defense that you know we we. We're giving some respect to, uh, but now, you know, might have to uh, question some of that respect that we've given to them, um, you know, with some of their performances in recent weeks. Definitely helps that you've got a quarterback on the other side and offense on the other side and Kirk Cousins and company uh, that like to make some plays of their own. So definitely helps to keep pace there. Uh, the quarterback three on the week, man, Jalen Hurts. Uh, this was a performance that. Uh, definitely, you know, this New Orleans matchup, New Orleans has been forgiven of quarterbacks and Jalen Hurts took advantage differently than most quarterbacks have in recent weeks. Uh, you know, he was, you know, okay through the air, 13 of 24, 147 passing yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but where he did his damage was on the ground as a runner, 18 carries, 69 rushing yards and three Rushing touchdowns. I mean, he he showed uh, speed on his second rushing touchdown, beating uh, Demario Davis to the corner. He showed uh, his soul stealing ability, uh, stole somebody's uh, soul and their ankles. <laughs> oh, uh, did he? On on the third on the third rushing touchdown, uh, that was all good for thirty point eight points in standard quarterback scoring. Greg, what were your thoughts here on uh, the performance by Jalen Hurts? 
yeah, I feel like on that move you just saw he how intentional he put in that that his his plant foot down. It was just crazy. Uh, the move he put on uh that defender. Um, yeah, 69 uh, rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns, his third uh, multi-touchdown game of the season. Um, and rushing touchdowns in majority leagues count more than passing touchdowns, so that's just valuable more. And that's why you know we have Jalen Hurts as a weekly QB one, um, just a, a guy that you know just banging the job all early season that you could just wait and just get Jalen Hurts. So yeah, kudos to people that did that, and yeah, he's he's gonna keep continue to keep balling. And now they're winning, so now he doesn't he keep his job too while doing it. Yeah, that definitely helps. I mean, he he's been playing some some good football as of late too. Uh, you know, hasn't necessarily you know shown itself through fantasy outings. But that's the thing with with Jalen Hurst that we love so much is that like the weekly floor is going to is going to be there. He's not going to kill you. He's not going to nope. bottom out like some of these other guys have on a week to week basis. His his bad game is like. 16 17 points yep his worst um, game is the detroit game and that's because that's detroit so i mean they're not playing detroit again <laughs> yeah so uh jalen hurts has been you know he's been safe for most of the year but this is what you get when you get these multi-touchdown games or you know if he ends up throwing for 200 300 passing yards you know these are the types of fantasy performances that you can get and these are weak winning weeks so gotta love that there uh moving on to rounding out this top 12 here in the quarterback four in the week. Uh, my quarterback stream of the week, Cam Newton, the quarterback five, Kirk Cousins, the quarterback six, Trevor Simeon. Was Trevor Simeon your stream of the week? Uh, I don't know. I could check around that right now, but he, he was definitely on the waiver wire section. He was on the waiver wire report. Yeah. For sure. uh, Taylor Heineke, quarterback seven, quarterback eight was Colt McCoy. Uh, so we'll, you know, we'll give you the honorable mention because you know you had Kyler sure. Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray. So you know we'll give Slide you the in. Colt McCoy. Thank you. Thank um, you. <laughs> Big Ben here comes in as the quarter ties uh, Colt McCoy as the quarterback eight. Uh, Tyrod Taylor comes in as the quarterback ten. Joe Flacco comes in at eleven, and Tua Tagovailoa comes in as the quarterback twelve. Greg, which one of these uh, or which of these top twelve performances stuck out to you? Uh, definitely Cam and, and, and Taylor Heineke, um, they definitely played well, uh, just going back and forth in that game. Um, it was a nice little shootout actually there. Uh, and Cole McCord filling in, doing what he got to do. Uh, Ben not getting you a QB one week. Anytime Ben gets you QB one week, I think we should applaud to that. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely applause to Big Ben for that. I mean, technically, he tied your quarterback star of the week, so you want you could just take the points for for Big Ben too if you want to take credit for him as your star of the week, Greg. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good on that. I'm good. No, okay. Um, yeah, no. Cam Newton coming back, getting that QB one performance. That was that was huge. Um, yep. You know, again, just showing that floor that he has along with Jalen Hurts with that rushing upside. Yep. Uh, Taylor Heineke, man, he's really, he's been, a, he's been a godsend in in uh, two quarterback leagues. Uh, if you're streaming a quarterback position or in deeper leagues, I mean, he's been really good uh, as a as a weekly option. And I, you know, we both, uh, you know, said, hey, if you're desperate, Joe Flacco could probably yes, get it done for you. <laughs> uh, and he comes in with a top 12 performance, just uh, eking out to a tongue of Ilo, who is a popular stream. So. Uh, 
Shout out to Andy Dalton, who came in as the quarterback, True. I believe, 13 or 14. Yeah, in, I think 14, yeah. 14, um, you know, in a half, essentially. So shout out to him as an honorable mention. Greg, do you have any other honorable mentions? It was it was a very top-heavy week at the quarterback position. Uh, yeah. Um, Jimmy G for giving you a solid day. He was QB 15. Um, that's that's about it. Yeah, I don't not really a lot of people I want to shout out more than I mean Tyler Huntley getting the win, the real football. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean he he still actually had a respectable quarterback finish if I'm not mistaken. He yeah was the quarterback 16, which is not, not all that terrible. I wouldn't call him a jag. <laughs> no, would not call him a jag because. We were not. I mean, raise your hand if you started Tyler Huntley. I'm, <laughs> unless I'm you're, unless you're, yeah, the Lamar Jackson manager in a two quarterback league. That's that's usually the, yeah, right. the move. Made. <laughs> Insert name here. Yep. Lamar Jackson manager in two quarterback league. That's <laughs> who started Tyler Huntley. Um, I mean, at that point, I'm pretty sure some people even started position players. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I could, I would have, but I couldn't because you could start at, like, are you great? I lost Elijah Mitchell, Amari Cooper, and yeah. Lamar Jackson in our league of extraordinary oh, like people. Five minutes, it felt like. <laughs> it felt like five minutes, honestly. <laughs> uh, and I still managed to win. So, and I had nobody on my bench to possibly play. So, there goes that. So, Tyler Huntley, thank you. I appreciate you for that. But we got to shout out these Jags, though. Josh Allen, you finished as a quarterback 13, but it wasn't. That's not what we expect from you, Josh Allen. So you're gonna get nah. Patrick Mahomes, mm. another one, man. Dak, Dak Prescott, Dak 25. Dak Prescott was the quarterback 27. Oh, that whole game, man. Justin Fields was the quarterback 26. Russell Wilson again, quarterback 23. Three some big names down here. It's like huge. Joe Burrow, <laughs> quarterback names. twenty. Oh. Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback nineteen. Derek Carr is basically unplayable at this point. Like, oh, oh yeah. The whole offense is done without Henry Ruggs. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, the quarterback from the quarterback nineteen down is all single digit points. <laughs> like, so at least hey, if you if you started Ryan Tannehill. And you were going up against Joe Burrow. You're happy. You were you're going against Patrick Mahomes. You were happy. Yeah. Crazy. You went up against Patrick Mahomes. It was evenly matched. So crazy, man. Oh man, it was crazy. Imagine thinking like, "Hey, I have Matt Ryan." Oh man, he only scored two points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so bad. Oh man, that's crazy. Okay, so now let's move on from the quarterback position. And if you didn't catch it off the top. Introduce myself as my given name, Jonathan, because obviously <laughs> we got to talk about this guy right here. Sir. Jonathan Taylor, the running back for the Indianapolis Colts. 32 carries, 185 rushing yards. My man had three targets in the past game for three receptions, 19 Receiving yards. Craig, 
Do you want to count how many rushing, how many touchdowns total Jonathan Taylor had yesterday? Oh yeah, not one, <laughs> not two, not three, four, four, quattro. My man, on your five, five total. Total. <laughs> man, five oh, total. Five total, man. Four rushing, one receiving. Not the come on Christmas Day special, but the Thanksgiving. This is the early Thanksgiving presents. Early Thanksgiving. <laughs> for Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, yes, sir. Grateful for you on my fantasy leagues. 53.4. Yeah, I just want to hear that. Points. That number. I need to hear how much that, that equated to. 53.4 yes. PPR points. Ooh. Greg, what were your thoughts on this performance by Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, man, JT, he just he did what he had to do, 32 carries. I still think that's the most impressive number on this stat line, the 32 carries from Frank Wright, giving him the ball. That's a season high, easily season high. Uh, got three receptions as well, so 35 total touches. I mean, yeah, I was saying I'm cool with them not giving him touches early in the season. They're going to rev him up like this uh, for final down the stretch and into the playoffs and uh, getting you fantasy championships because this is going to be awesome to see JT being the RB1 down the stretch. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be awesome. I mean, they, they have to keep winning. The Colts saw that Tennessee loss. I mean, I see no reason why. they, they, they Their best game plan is using this man, JT, uh, and they got to get wins. So give this man 20-plus a game, at least 25, man. It's got to be at least 25. I mean, I think we <laughs> said it when, when Derrick Henry went down that, hey, this is – Jonathan Taylor is about as close as we're going to get to Derrick Henry – uh, just yep. feed the man the ball, and we'll find out what happens. And that is what's happening. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor. I, I I had shared with you, Greg, that I had made a I placed a little bet on Jonathan Taylor. It was yes, sir. Plus five hundred for him to score two touchdowns, uh, anytime touchdowns. And it was like to make that bet and to to see it happen within, I don't know. 15 minutes of one another <laughs> it was just like okay that's what kind of day this is gonna be for jonathan taylor yep. because you felt it as like a from a football perspective and that's why we always say like think about these things from you know what you know the game theory what has to happen on the field for these teams to 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 really have success and by success means winning they don't really care about stats or yards i mean they do to an extent but the, the main goal is to win and the way for the Indianapolis Colts to beat the the Buffalo Bills was to feed the ball. Yes. To Jonathan yes. <laughs> yes. This man was crazy, man. Oh man, 5.7 yards per carry. Yeah. Basically, giving to him two plays, first down. Like that's that's what you needed to do. They moved the chains. He's averaging over 150 yards in his last three. Like crazy. And one of the things to watch, man, is the is the accolades part, right? Because you know, if you watch the hard knocks, the in-season hard knocks, which, you know, I, I definitely did plug in, um, they talk about Jonathan Taylor and that, you know, he he had had eight straight games with 100 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown. Yep. So they know about that, and they know about that streak. And this past week, I made it nine straight games. So they could have this opportunity here to extend this streak some more i believe since the great lt i think it was like yeah yeah uh, lt yeah. was the last you know, last one to have a, a you know a streak this of this magnitude here so they understand that i think they're going to try to 
to maintain that, you know, it's going to be tough. They got a tough test this week, Tampa Bay coming up, but it's definitely something if you're a Jonathan Taylor manager, um, if you roster Jonathan Taylor, just enjoy the ride, man. Just Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's all. That's all you need to do. Um, but if you didn't have Jonathan Taylor, maybe you had this guy. This is this guy is probably the the reason why I, I was able to pull off the win that I did in the League of Extraordinary People. Mm-hmm. Austin Eckler, forty one point five PPR points, had eleven carries, fifty rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, six targets, sixty five receptions, and two receiving touchdowns. Man had four. Touchdowns on the day. Greg, what were your thoughts here on the performance by Austin Eckler? Oh yeah, this is this is the classic Austin Eckler because he's able to get these points with his receiving six for sixty-five, two touches, uh, you know, only eleven carries. So he he's just such an efficient player. Um, and this man is basically you know uh, a Kamar type level player uh, for fantasy, um, you know production and yeah i expect this from him every week uh you know i thought it was gonna be kind of eckler being rest of the season rb1 when henry went down basically gonna be jt but eckler's right there uh especially with his um, reception work yeah eckler definitely i mean the he's always been this type of player to have the the stat line right where he's got 11 carries 50 yards but then he's also throwing in Another six receptions for 65. But the difference here is the four touchdowns. Like, we haven't seen Eckler do this, you know, you know, with a um, consistently all year have a coaching staff trusting him to be the guy around the goal line, to be the guy to punch it in. Um, You know, he he's he scored a bunch. He's scoring a bunch of touchdowns, which is why he's going to be a weekly option to be that top three guy. Uh, but definitely you have to love what you see if you uh, have Austin Eckler on your roster. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the RB3 on the week. Um, man, he's definitely, you know, don't call it a comeback, man, but <laughs> CMC, Christian McCaffrey, 10 carries, 59 yards, uh, doing what he does best, though, seven catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown receiving, 24.9 PPR points there. Greg, Thoughts on the performance by CMC? Yeah, on your, you know, you're on your average fantasy week. This is RB1 CMC right here. It took like two miraculous performances, you know, uh, plus four touchdown days for, you know, them people to get over CMC. But this is CMC's floor right here. This is what he does every week. So uh, you just enjoy the ride if you got him back and, you know, he's getting these dubs for you. Yeah, I mean, imagine we talk about range of outcomes for players and imagine if a range of outcome was a house like CMC's house would be like tiny house. Yeah. Cause the floor is the roof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no CMC he's back. And even with can being back, there's no, I'm not worried about that at all. Not CMC's at all. still going to get that. That's match approved, player proof, quarterback proof. He's everything proof and <laughs> everything proof. <laughs> Uh, moving on to the RB4 on the week. Thought that he would have a big week. Uh, did not see the rush attempts there for him, though. But 30 rush attempts, 123 yards for Mr. Joe Mixon. Two rushing touchdowns there. This part a little bit concerning, maybe. Maybe it's game script, but not a target in the past game to speak of. Uh, don't know why I'm running through his whole stat line, because he was the RB4. <laughs> 
But the RB5 on the week, DeAndre Swift, the RB6, Dalvin Cook, the RB7, Nick Chubb, the RB8, James Conner. At 9, we had Devontae Freeman. At 10, we got Miles Gaskin. At 11, we got Najee Harris. And 12, Dontrell Hilliard. Greg, what are your thoughts on the performance here about the top 12s? Yeah, I love these names. This is like a preseason tying a top 12 names, like all these names in here uh, with uh, Nick Chubb, Cook, Swift, Mixon. I mean, James Conner doing what he's got to do, uh, filling in for, for Chase Edmonds and Najee sneaking in there and coming out of that game healthy, more importantly. Yes, sir. Woo. Uh, but, yeah, uh, there's a lot of good uh, good names in here. And the gas man, yo, he's back. The gas man got that word. Uh, on odd weeks. Only on odd weeks, though. Only on odd only weeks. On odd, <laughs> only on odd weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, 23 carries. That was great for the gas man there. Uh, obviously had the matchup against the New York Jets. Uh, Devontae Freeman. I didn't know you had him on your preseason list, though, Greg. I mean, oh, no, but... no, no. Not the five. Maybe five, maybe like four or five years ago, you know, when he's in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dontrell Hilliard. I mean, random Titans running back of the week there. That award goes to to Dontrell. Uh, Najee Harris, it looked like it would look bleak at one point. Got it the rushing touchdown. Um, you know, I was, I was, you know, somewhat tracking your score there, Greg. Yeah, I, I was. <laughs> kind of wanted to see you take this L, which looks like you might be. Uh, am I still? Dane Jones, all he needs is 13, I think, points. I mean, he's gotten under that three times this year, so it's possible I could still win. <laughs> he could pull up, uh, you know, a classic stinker. And we get confirmation there that Andy Dalton will be starting on Thursday night or on Thursday. But uh, neither here nor there. We're not talking about the quarterbacks nor the injuries. But I got to do my due diligence and tell you guys of the news, by the way, that you'll probably have heard before by the time you listen to this podcast. But who knows? Um, Or watching on YouTube. Um, Yeah, some honorable mentions out here. Uh, A.J. Dillon. my start of the week finished at 15. Clyde Edwards Alaire had himself a nice week. I mean, Andy Reid, we should have known. He's in the liar bucket. I don't know why we don't. Maybe we were blinded by the Daryl Williams love. Uh, but Mark Ingram filling in admirably as well for Alvin Kamara. Uh, Greg, any other honorable mentions there at the running back position? Um, No. No, that's pretty much about it. I think you, you covered them. Uh, James Robinson and Seek not totally getting you a stinker, but yeah, that. that I mean, you should feel fortunate that Zeke was yeah. the RB sixteen. Yeah, watching that game, and not like, oh my God, he's out for three to four weeks. That too, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, because. Like, when that happened, it looked like I was convinced. It was, like, high ankle sprain. Like, he's done. He It could even be worse, potentially. Like, and he was standing on a sideline. I was like, oh, he's just standing there. He's, like, not going to play. And then he goes back in the game. I was like, okay, whatever you get <laughs> from here, like, we're good, bro. Like, you yeah. don't owe me anything. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like, we're good. Um, but correction, AJ didn't, AJ didn't finish as RB13. Sorry, what was that, Greg? Oh, no, hopefully it just – feed him crazy on Thanksgiving because there will be no receivers. Yeah, no receivers. And um, Las Vegas just 
got trampled by Joe Mixon, who gave who got the ball 30 times. Will be tough to. I mean, maybe he was able to to play again because of the adrenaline. Like I'm sure. Like you saw the injury, right? Like there's yeah, yeah. It it looked it looked so much worse for that man to be back in a game playing. So short week, maybe it's a lot of Tony Pollard. I don't know. We'll see. Prognosticate that on that tomorrow. But any Jags here at the running back position for you, Greg? Um, actually, no. A lot of like, there's a lot of big names. I mean, Damian Harrison and Roger Stevenson are just like you know RG RB threes now. But even then, but right? Like, they, yeah, they had a decent they were top day. Top twenty four backs. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, I don't, I don't see any names that I would have like was really liking this week that are down like, here. DJ Dallas was Jeff Wilson. Team, I mean, he did get nineteen carries by. No, I think he even got more than yeah. He did yeah, get Jeff carries. Wilson would be a jag. Yeah. Uh, Deontay Foreman would also be a jag for me. Okay. Yeah. Because those are guys like you would expect like with the you know Deontay Foreman was a popular free agent pickup, yeah. Over wide yeah, pickup. Um, you know Jeff Wilson, the opportunity that he was gonna get yeah. with Elijah Mitchell out. Yeah. I think That's if anything, this just kind of secures Elijah Mitchell's role as like the lead back in this Niners backfield. I mean, yeah. I think he's a guy I'd probably be comfortable sending out a trade offer for. Uh, as a as a potential buy low. I mean, again, if you're if you're in desperate need of running back, like he's a guy I would take a shot on, uh, because you can't be worried about like the hypothetical what if, what if Trey Lance enters this backfield? Like you can't just, you know, this guy's a, a weekly RB two in this offense. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver position and the wide receiver one on the week. Another guy. Who's on the wall? Justin Jefferson, 10 targets, 8 catches, 169 receiving yards, two touchdowns. One of them where he was a grown man, just talking about grown ass man type stuff. One rush attempt, three rushing yards, 37.2 PPR points there. Greg, what were your thoughts on the performance by Justin Jefferson? Yes, my wide receiver started the week. Justin Jefferson, you already know he got it done. Uh, yeah, uh, um, you know this is what I expected clearly because I pulled him at the start of the week. Got ten targets uh, in this game. The shootout with against Green Bay. Um, there's no one that can stop this man. So as long he should be one of those guys. I think that sh- I think it's going to finish very strong actually. I totally overlooked that he was your wide receiver start of the week. I don't know how I forgot that, but yes. Good, great call by my co-host here, Greg Penneman, <laughs> Justin Jefferson. Yes, sir. Killing it. Um, but yeah, he's he's this game has been coming, right? Like, yeah, he's been putting it together. I think had 10 for 143 last week, just didn't score a touchdown. And like, you know, those are the types of games where you're like, if you just add a touchdown to his performance, right? Like, you know, we do it all the time. I say it all the time with Antonio Gibson, like, oh, just take the touchdown away. What does it look like? Yeah. But like, it may... But, like, that's to show you what that guy is as a player because touchdowns are almost unpredictable in a sense. Justin Jefferson as a player, right? Like, you take these two touchdowns away, he's still up here. In yeah, it's still a great low. day. 8 for 169. I'll take that every week. I'll take that every week, man. <laughs> so, 
Um, gotta love Justin Jefferson, man. And then a the wide receiver two on the week. Um, this one a long time coming because this was some touchdown regression that had to be coming here for Devonte Adams. Eight targets, seven catches, 115 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions, 30 and a half PPR points. Greg, what were your thoughts here in the performance by Devonte Adams? Oh yeah, you're one of my favorite receivers in the league, Devonte, just killing all. All you know, all game. Um, still, we have to do keeping this this team in it. Uh, it has some help from his complimentary receivers this game, but yeah, Devontae still uh, a dog. Once he, as long as he has Aaron Rodgers, uh, just throwing him dimes all the game. Yeah, I mean this this game was the fact that it was a shootout helps, but also the fact that there's going to be the you know there was no Aaron Jones coming into this game. There's no you know. Alan Lazard yesterday. Uh, Devontae Adams is going to continue to be the apple of Aaron Rodgers' eye here. So definitely we expect these games going forward from Devontae Adams, especially with Aaron Jones in the, in the in the game. But, you know, shout out A.J. Dillon. Saw six targets. Failed to mention that. Six targets, six receptions. That was really promising to see there for A.J. Dillon. But speaking of promising, Ooh. speaking of favorite receivers in the league, Got to talk about my guy. I'm wearing the jersey, so you already know what it is. Elijah Moore, 11 targets, 8 catches, 141 receiving yards, 1 touchdown reception. My man also added 1 rush attempt for 15 yards. My man was just total offense yesterday. 29.6 PPR points. Craig, what do you think of the performance here by the rookie wide receiver for the New York Jets? Yeah, this is he's turning into a possible league winner. Like that's what the talks have for for wide receiver. He's been killing. Two of the last three weeks, he's been in the top three uh, for a wide receiver position. One, he was wide receiver one a couple of weeks ago. Uh, just been a, a very solid wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside every week um, for the last four weeks. So. I mean, this has been awesome from him, uh, regardless of quarterback situation, too, which is even better. So he's getting getting off of that boomer bust. He's getting a floor for you. Uh, yeah, I, I like his prospects for, you know, the rest of the year. Yeah, definitely. He ran a season high in routes yesterday, uh, had a 28 percent target share, you know, and, and call me crazy. But I think this situation even gets better when you get Zach Wilson back, because we only saw a, a game and a half of Zach Wilson after the bye week. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike LaFleur has been a, been a lot better as a play caller uh, since after the bye as well. So I think – and, you know, this offensive line has been improved as well too. So I think with this whole situation getting better, I think you probably see more big plays in the pass game here, as crazy as it sounds, because a lot of this by Elijah Moore has been yards after the catch. I think you'll see some more big plays as as it goes on. But like you said, top three, two out of the last three weeks, that's fantastic. Potential league winner here. Uh, you got to love that here for for the rookie. Yes, sir. Rounding out this top 12 here, man, uh, wide receiver for Darnell Mooney, tying with Deontay Johnson, uh, the wide receiver six here, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. The wide receiver seven, Adam Thielen. The wide receiver eight, Brandon Ayuk. The wide receiver nine, Terry McLaurin. The wide receiver 10, Mike Williams. The wide receiver 11, Jalen Waddle. And the wide receiver 12, Marquise Goodwin. 
Greg, any of these top 12 performances stick out to you? Brandon Ayuk, I mean, he's he's back, man. I mean, he's like, we saw when he had a performance where he was back, but now he's like back, back, like every week. Like he, he can startable um, with, with confidence now uh, back in this offense. So it's awesome to see Mike Williams with a bounce back performance. Definitely like that. Uh, could see him, him and Keenan Allen do well uh, in the same week. And yeah, Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry. Always could see him as, as a wide receiver one. Definitely, man. Yeah, I, to have Ayuk back was awesome. I mean, yeah. you have to wonder how much of that was due to Debo Samuel becoming almost like a full-time running back yesterday <laughs> with, with the injuries that the Niners faced uh, in the backfield. But, you know, we'll take it, obviously, for sure. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Led the Packers with with ten targets actually, uh, only caught four of them, but forty and a touch. Oh, sorry, <laughs> uh, hundred and twenty three and a touchdown there. So, yep, uh, definitely showing that big playability. Um, you know, Mike Williams again. I I got at him like I got at his quarterback, and they both decided they want to shut me up in the same day. So there's that. And Jalen Waddle, my wide receiver start of the week. Uh, you know, had. Nine targets, eight catches, 65 yards, uh, added a one-yard rushing touchdown. Uh, but Jalen Waddle's yeah, been one of the most consistent wide receivers in fantasy. Like, hands 100%. Back. Yeah, he's definitely been very underrated this year. Got to give him some respect. No, 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was about to say nobody does eight for 65 <laughs> or 10 for 65 better than Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Definitely. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He's money. But we know he's more than he's definitely capable of more. Uh, some honorable mentions, man, and there's a lot of them. Uh, Keenan Allen put on a clinic yesterday. Oh, yeah. Just, Robin is crazy. Yeah, man. He just put on a, a, a clinic against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They could not stop him, you know, even if they tried. Um, and I promise you they was trying. Uh, Stefan Diggs. Uh, <laughs> You know, not the great day for Buffalo, but had two touchdown receptions. Uh, Debo Samuel, he showed out as, uh, you know, getting it done as a as a pseudo running back, essentially, for the the, the 49ers. Uh, Jamison Crowder, who we definitely shouted out here um, on the show as being a potential option, uh, got it done. DJ Moore, Chase Claypool as well. Chase three, Claypool. three Moores in the top 25. Crazy. Crazy. Give me more. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, any other honorable mentions at the wide receiver position? Anybody I didn't I didn't name? Oh my God, Chase, you already know. Yes, sir. I just Chase. named. I just. Oh, you did. Oh, right, my fault. My fault. I, I also want more. My fault. I forgot about chasing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, now we got to talk about the Jags. Uh, AJ Brown, I hate to do it to you, but you finished the game, so. Ah, he got hurt. (laughs) He always gets hurt though. But this is who AJ Brown is. He's gonna get hurt. It looks like he's done. Every time it's like, oh my god, he's done for the year. Like that's it. Like this is fine. This is the one that put AJ Brown out. And then he goes to the sideline. And then two, three plays later, or the next series, comes jogging back out, catching like (laughs) two, three balls, like it was nothing. But that's all he caught. So, uh, uh, yeah. uh, he caught, but yeah, Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro, definitely. I mean, the whole but, entire besides Waller, that offense in general. DK Metcalf, uh, just thrown on here. 
Corey yep. Davis. And my man has seven targets, so you can't you can't blame it on the lack yeah, of Yeah. I was not like Moore was like just, you know, the alpha clear. He's like he had a good game, a better game, but like he's Corey Davis was still involved, you're right. Yeah, so um let's move on to the tight ends. Tight end one on the week, man. I mean, surprise me if you I mean, here tell me if you've heard this before, but in Arizona Cardinals or a tight end destroyed the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> yep. Nine targets, eight receptions, 88 yards, two touchdowns for Zach Ertz here. 28.8 PPR points. Greg, what are your thoughts on this performance here by Zach Ertz? Oh, yeah. I mean, blast in the past. Uh, Ertz one, Kelsey two. That's like three, you know, a couple of years ago, like four years ago. Uh, so that's a. Uh, that was nice, but yeah, Ertz um doing well. I mean, Cardinals traded for him, and they're they're using him for sure. Uh, nine targets, you love that target number right there. Um, yeah, he'll he'll continue to be a heavy aspect of the, this offense, especially with no D Hop, uh, banged up at you know just a lot of positions. So they're gonna rely on Ertz for sure. Yeah, and surprisingly, the nine targets doesn't even lead the day. We didn't mention him in the honorable yeah, mentions. Yeah, Moore had I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was worth it, but yeah, Rondo Moore had eleven catches. Yeah. For fifty-one receivers. <laughs> I think that was the moment where I was like, "Dang, I think PPR might actually be broken." Yeah, I mean, slow it, don't it? Not, not, not. I need that. I need that. Well, it's eleven catches. He didn't do anything. I mean, then you start weighting it, it'd be like point seven PPR, point point eight PPR, right? Like. I mean, I think I know on sleeper you could do that, like the tiered PPR. Like, where did you catch the ball? Ah, no points. If you ah. catch it behind on a scrimmage, it should be like no points at least. Yo, what if oh, you're just a really good yak guy though? You need that catch. You got to catch the ball. Yeah, but you got to if you're the yak guy, then get the yards. Yeah, but you still got to catch the ball first. You know, people yeah, drop that ball. You're oh. an NFL professional. You should catch the ball. <laughs> Shout out to Deontay Johnson going from 14 drops last year to, to one this year. Shout out to Deontay. He's a beast, man. See, they call me young AB. I'm just saying. I didn't, I didn't come up with it. That's just what the Steelers, you know, organization. Hopefully not off the field. Just yeah, off. hopefully not off the field. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Tight end two on the week. Travis Kelsey, eight, catch, eight targets, five catches, 74 receiving yards. No touch, no ru- no receiving touchdown, but did add one rush attempt on a goal line for four four yards and a rushing touchdown. Eighteen point eight PPR points there. Greg, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean you love to see Travis Kelsey right where he needs to be, top two, top three, um, every week. So yeah, uh, even in an ugly game for the Chiefs, and even in most of the majority of the ugly games for the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey's been um, giving you a safe floor. Yeah, this was definitely awesome by Travis Kelsey. Uh, you know, even not getting the, the receiving touchdown there was able to show his versatility and get you a rushing touchdown. So that was awesome. Uh, I bet you, you probably wish you had the receiving touchdown in the PPR league because you get an extra point for that. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> hey, some people probably really wanted that point. True. That's true. <laughs> um. All right, let's move on to the tight end three on the day. Somebody, again, I called him out, but this one I expected. Darren Waller, eight targets, seven catches, 116 receiving yards, 
No touchdowns, but it didn't matter. 18.6 PPR points there. What were your thoughts on the performance by Waller? Uh, right, I mean, you know, right what I expect him to be uh, in that top three again. Um, you know, even in a very ugly performance from the, the Raiders, they didn't win the game. Uh, and They just can't seem to really do anything offensively but get it to Darren Waller, which they've always been able to do. So you're always safe when you have Darren Waller. Definitely feels that way. Definitely yeah. feels that way. Um, and then the rounding out this top 12 here, tight end four on a week, Adam Troutman, tight end five, Mark Andrews, tight end six, Dawson Knox, the tight end seven, Anthony Ferkshire, tight end eight, George Kittle, the tight end nine, George DeGoria, or Josiah DeGoria, uh, tight end 10, Eric Ebron, the tight end 11, Dalton Schultz, and the tight end 12, Dallas Goddard. Greg, what are your thoughts on these performance here's, performances here by the top 12? I was going to you know, shout out my man Adam Charman. I mean, he was, you know, doing well, like, you know, last couple of weeks, last four weeks, like, at least six targets. But then I found out he sprained his MCL. Now he's out for 46 weeks. So that's that's a big bust. Four, two, six, right? Four, two, six weeks. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you four, sound six. like 46. <laughs> four, two, six weeks. So, yeah, that's a, that's a huge blow, actually, for him. Uh, never mind. Good week. Yeah, uh, good job, though. You shouted him out on the waiver wire report. Yes, sir. Uh, definitely helped me. I, I was going to do it again f- in this one. <laughs> I I was I definitely showed you a FanDuel lineup where I, I played Adam Troutman. Uh, helped me uh, take that contest down. So Troutman was awesome there this week in, in a good matchup. Uh, shout out. We got two starts of the weeks that make, make it here into the top 12. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine, Dawson Knox, who's finished at six. Dalton Schultz, who finished at 11. Um, yeah, George Kittle, again, getting it done with the touchdown. You know, only 34 receiving yards. But I think that touchdown was on, like, fourth down, too, when it was, like, kind of odd at the time that the, the Niners were going for it. But whatever. Um, and Mark Andrews, backup quarterback and all. Tough matchup and all. Eight target, eight catches on 10 targets. Like, you love that. You love to see it. Absolutely. Um, obviously we don't do honorable mentions at the tight end position, but the Jags, we do do occasionally. Um, and honestly, it's all guys that we've been recommending or we recommended this week. I mean, Tyler Conklin, Dan Arnold, uh, Dan Arnold didn't even have a target, um, in his game. So, you know, those are two guys that we've been throwing out as streams, but Hey, we'll probably throw them out again next week. So don't get too crazy. Uh, and then CJ Uzama, who was my stream of the week. Um, again, Joe Burrow scored nine points, so CJ Uzama wasn't going to score much more than that. So, uh, Greg, any other Jags at the tight end position for you this week? Kyle Pitts, Kyle. but that's because Bill Belichick just yeah, I mean, does he was that set up really for disaster. Count? He 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 was set up for disaster, but I mean, he is usually ranked every week in the top five, so. I don't know. I didn't rank him in my top five this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to the injuries and the waiver section of the show. Starting with the running back position and Michael Carter. This one hurt. Tough. Tough one. Uh, the talented rookie for the New York Jets, Michael Carter. Uh, the Michael Carter, the running back because they do have two Michael Carters on the Jets. 
one on offense, one on defense. But this we're talking about the one on offense here. Michael Carter has a low grade, high ankle sprain. Seems like he'll be out two to three weeks. So it seems like Ty Johnson, Tevin Coleman will make up most of the backfield here in New York. Uh, moving on to Rashad Penny, uh, he was he was was promised to us by the liar himself, Pete Carroll, that Rashad Penny would see more work. Um, but Pete Carroll told the truth here, and <laughs> in very true fashion, Rashad Penny on his first rush attempt, seemed to have pulled a hamstring or suffered a hamstring injury. So, Rashad Penny seems like he could be okay this week, but he looks like that uh, role that he was set to take on, he will relinquish once again. Uh, Moving on to wide receivers, C.D. Lamb suffered a concussion in week 12 or week 11 um, against the Kansas City Chiefs is likely to miss week 12 here as they do have a short turnaround playing the Las Vegas Raiders in week 12 on Thursday on Thanksgiving. Uh, They are already without Amari Cooper, who is tested positive for COVID and will not be able to make the game in time as he needs to be cleared after 10 days. Um, Also at the wide receiver position, A.J. Brown suffered chest injury in the game on Sunday. He was he had chest x-rays those came back negative will undergo further testing but seems like we've avoided anything major here with aj brown um jarvis landry he re-aggravated the knee injury that kept him out earlier this year three games so um curious to see how that affects the browns depth chart at wide receiver in terms of tight ends logan thomas he set to return to practice this week, so it seems like the Washington football team will get him back, which that could be a boost for their uh, not just the Washington football team, but for tight end, the tight end position in fantasy because Logan Thomas, that tight end in Washington, runs a ton of routes. Logan Thomas will basically resume that role and be a usable asset there. And then at the quarterback position, uh, the only real injury to note is Justin Fields suffered a rib injury. Uh, in the game, he was really he was largely ineffective prior to the rib injury, so um, didn't really have an impact on his performance, but makes him unavailable to play this week on Thursday against the Detroit Lions. So we will see Andy Dalton playing against possibly Tim Boyle or maybe Jared Goff. So we'll see. But Greg, long list of injuries. Combine those injuries with the fact that we have heavy hitters in the Arizona Cardinals and the Kansas City Chiefs on by. What does it look like on the waiver wire? Uh, let's say you, you are missing Patrick Mahomes. You're, you've been missing Kyler Murray for three weeks, but now you're also missing Colt McCoy. What are you doing at quarterback this week, Greg? Yes, yeah, so I kind of broke it up into kind of three categories there are a lot of definitely a lot of quarterbacks uh that we can mention but yeah if i'm the manager of mahomes and or Kyler Murray, i'm looking at cam newton first he's at 51 percent, but that just needs to be hit harder i mean cam newton going against miami this week it's just the same formula we use for hurts for when Taysom hill hopefully starts um just the rushing floor that he's going to give you uh so I'm, I'm targeting him first if not i'm looking at guys like Jimmy G, 33% versus Minnesota. He's continuing to, you know, hold it down as a streaming value quarterback. 
uh, Tua at 45%. Um, he's going against Carolina, and he's put up a you know a couple of QB one weeks uh, in the last couple of weeks as well. And then lastly, Big Ben of that category, he's going against Cincinnati, 23%. If you need some uh, streaming value, those are the three, first three guys that are not in there. But Big Ben definitely has some some streaming value. Uh, after that. Kind of the second category for two quarterback leagues, uh, Mac Jones. They're going against Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's defense uh, does struggle against quarterbacks, so that could be uh, a play. Taylor Haneke going against Seattle, and then Joe Flacco going against Houston. I mean, I, that Houston Jets game might have a lot of points in it, so uh, just you know, we'll see how, how that goes. And yeah, if you're super desperate and you ain't got no one to go with, uh, Trevor Lawrence going against Atlanta matchup base really yeah uh i mean we'll see what happens with the with the jets there but I, I'm, I'm expecting zach wilson will start on sunday for the jets so um that i think announcement comes on wednesday but obviously we see let's we, see we're prognosticating tomorrow before that announcement is made so yeah we'll see but greg what about the running back position what do you got there for us there I mean, yeah, the first injury you mentioned, our second one, Michael Carter, uh, is out for, you know, at least a couple weeks. So Ty Johnson, Tevin Coleman, I think, are the two that have appeal uh, dependent on, uh, you know, Michael Carter's long-term injury status. Coleman will probably get the early down work. Ty Johnson will probably get the reception work, the two-minute drill, the, like, negative game script player. Um, probably not as much upside with Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco because uh, they're not going to be checking it down as much as a Mike White was. Uh, but so I would probably lean a little bit to Tevin Coleman, I guess, for, you know, to be uh, RB3 for you. Uh, and that's about it, really, for wide receiver. I mean, for running back. It's not a lot of options uh, to dig deep in. I'm not touching Dontre Hilliard. I'm not really touching tip for using fat budget on those players. Yeah, I think I would probably go after Ty Johnson a little bit harder just because he's been productive this year. Mm-hmm. He's been explosive. And this backfield has, you know, it's been split up between three guys where now it's only really going to be split up between two. Mm-hmm. And Coleman doesn't really have a ton of gas left in the tank. And so I, I, I'll pro- probably, especially with them being a negative game, the Jets are a negative yeah. game script team. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and who knows? We'll see if uh, Zach Wilson has learned to check the ball down in his absence while watching Mike White do it 40% of the time. <laughs> so what about wide receivers, Greg? Any Anybody there we should be taking a look at? Uh, the only one here uh, I will probably be spending fat budget on is Jameson Crowder just because uh, he's 20% rostered. Um, they, the Jets are a team, because they're a negative game script team, will be getting a lot of pass attempts up. They got 39 uh, from Flacco this week. Uh, so a healthy number to kind of get at least have three relevant receivers, I think, in this offense. They don't use a tight end. So um, more Crowder and Corey Davis will get a, a good number of targets. Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much about it. Hopefully, you know, Zach Wilson could, uh, can get it to his receivers, all three of them. Yeah, we'll definitely have to see what happens there. No other receivers for us? No, nah, not that I'm spending five budget on either. It's looking Dang, kind of bleak now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. It, it really is. Like, if you think about Ronda Moore, he's on a bye next week, and then D-Hop will probably be back, so you can't get him. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is rostered. 
Like yeah, he's pretty heavily rostered. Yeah. If Elijah Moore is out there, he's probably the number one waiver wire. Oh yeah, he's yeah yeah for sure. He's definitely rostered. He's still out there because he's 58% rostered. It's less than Ayuk is. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. In general, that should be up. That should be higher for sure. Uh, I remember mentioning last week was like Elijah Moore, Michael Gallup, and you uh, you mentioned Elijah Moore for two straight weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that's come up. And there was a third receiver too, third young receiver. But can we, oh, and Bateman, yeah, those three guys kind of. So I think all those guys have increased, and we know Gallup is going to get heavy targets this Thursday. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about tight end position, Greg? Anybody there? I really Adam Trauman. He was there. I mean, but he's seven percent rostered. He's gone for uh, a substantial amount of time. Uh, Juwan and- Johnson, maybe. If it's Trevor Simeon, I think he can have some tight end two intrigue. Uh, if it's Taysom Hill, I'm not sure how his uh, target share will spread out. And can he just the passing volume will probably go down in general? But Simeon has been able to get it, get some yardage in the last couple of games. Yeah, I think uh, I also if if Logan Thomas is available in your league and you need a tight end, uh, he's another yeah, guy I think that can plug and play. He's you know, already had his bye week and everything too. So you probably pretty much could just plug him in and not have to worry about him. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that is it. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for vibing with us and we appreciate y'all for definitely kicking it with us and, and supporting the show. So that being said, we will see y'all tomorrow. It'll be tomorrow for us. It'll be whenever you listen to it for you. But, uh, Remember, we will break down every single game of the week. There is 15 of them this week. We'll break them all down. We'll still be doing streams of the week. We'll still do starts of the week. We'll still play some get money. And it's my first pick because it's week 12, and I've got the uh, the evens the rest of the way, and I wrote it on my board, so I remember. I did get that dub, though, didn't I? Did, did I? Greg did get the dub. Ooh, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, Logan Thomas is at 52%. So, yeah, go get that man if he's out there. Go get Logan Thomas. There you go. Heard it here first. All right, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, have a good one. We are out of here. We appreciate y'all. Peace. We are.